We got coffee on the table, talking about friendships and the time. Welcome to Beans and Bros. Welcome to Beans and Bros. Zach, I feel like you're talking so slowly. So I'm just like... Um, but yes, welcome, welcome to <laughs> episode two. Yes, um, yeah. we made it. Mm-hmm. We are your hosts of this podcast. I'm Christina Thomas. I'm Zachary Lee. And if you didn't, you know, if you didn't catch it in the beginning, what are you guys listening to? We're Beans and Bros. It's a podcast dedicated to intentionally exploring the nuances and reality of friendship and shifting and changing seasons. Speaking of changing seasons, Christina, I know even as of this recording now, really sunny and just like super, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know, different from last time we were recording when it was <laughs> abysmal oh, yes. and snowy. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, my mood has improved tenfold. So oh, yes. yeah, it makes me think, how does it change what you're drinking? Like, I feel like when it was really cold, it was like, you know, definitely like the hot cocoa, like probably warmer drinks but what about now what are you what are you drinking right now Mm, I just have to say that I drink iced drinks all year long Um, (laughs) (laughs) which I order an iced drink from Starbucks and the baristas look at me weird if it's like snowing outside or like below 30 degrees and I'm just like I'm just super hardcore and like you know I can like they're like we unplugged the ice machine bro what are you talking about like no one's doing this but I honestly think coffee tastes better when it's iced but in terms of what I'm drinking right now um, I'm drinking cold brew that I got from Trader Joe's so that's good I was gonna say when I was abroad in Oxford it was so hard to find anything iced they're the opposite where even in like super hot like days they'll always be drinking like you know they they you it's hard to get like ice drinks there like that's just one of the things i didn't think i'd miss i think you go to you know you go abroad and it's like oh i miss you know maybe this type of food that they don't have but i'm like i just miss ice mm. because there's shortage <laughs> of it. Um, I just miss ice. <laughs> just miss. That's like the number one thing i miss the most. I remember when i first Dang. went to a, a coffee shop they were like and i asked for an ice version of a latte it just kind of like I, I bet they said like something like Americans under their breath. You know? <laughs> so, also thank you for yeah. casually dropping the fact that you studied abroad in Oxford. So fancy, hey, you know? <laughs> hey, what can I say, mate? You know, it's uh, something that. What I isn't that Australian? <laughs> you know, we're gonna no. <laughs> I definitely was getting them mixed up. <laughs> it's because of the TikToks I'm watching. Oh my oh goodness. Oh my gosh. What? Uh, I've for- completely forgotten how to do a British accent. This is so bad. I can only uh, think in Australian, right? <laughs> cringe. Um, anyways, uh, moving on. What are you drinking, Zach? Wow. Okay. I see. You're just trying to one up me. Well, <laughs> I. <laughs> Do y'all hear that? The way she just casually is like, <laughs> let me just show you how it's done. Like, you know, effortlessly. But I'm similar idea of ice drinks. Uh, pretty basic. I think I had this last time too. It'll probably stay the same. But I have this iced oat milk. Zach? Zach, can you hear me? Oh, shoot. 
Zach is frozen right now. Hmm. Um, I guess we're just gonna have to roll with this. I'm sure things like this have happened to you guys quite frequently since the pandemic started. Maybe your Wi-Fi connection was really bad one day, or you accidentally muted or unmuted yourself during a meeting, or maybe you even missed a call because of time zone differences. This is just the reality of the time that we're living in. Today, we're so excited to um, introduce you guys to two people who had a super vibrant friendship in the midst of all of these changes that the pandemic brought on. So hopefully, Zach will find his way back on this Zoom call. But until then, it's my podcast today, bros, and I'm very excited for that. Oh, Zach, I see that you... <clears throat> made it back onto our zoom call um sorry if i sound really sad i just i was just very excited to be in the spotlight today <laughs> i know i was gonna say where's the enthusiasm christina you seem a little <laughs> too excited we're only two episodes in guys and she's already trying to you know out me out you know as the oh as gosh. a co-host but <laughs> You know, I just got some industrial Wi-Fi, so very much in debt right now, but that's okay, because hopefully that means no more interruptions. But you know, I could not miss our first episode with our guests. Yes. Today, I have the honor of introducing two of my very, very good friends. I've known them for about six and a half years or so, which is crazy to say. But um, yeah, today is International Women's Day. And while we won't release this episode today, we can celebrate women every single day. And I love these two women so much. And I'm so glad they're my friends. Um, so yes, this is Maggie Wong and Evelyn Chan. Um, Maggie, do you want to introduce yourself first? Hi, everybody. I'm Maggie. Um, I'm currently in Arizona and I work in data visualizations. Ooh, fancy. Um, Evelyn, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Evelyn and currently I'm based in the Bay Area in California and I work as a finance officer. Very cool. Um, okay, enough with the serious stuff. We're going to move on to a Fun question. Um, so the question is, what movie or TV character or a combination of best describes your personality? So whoever wants to go first can go first. I mean, I had an identity crisis while thinking oh, about this. I took I, about 15 BuzzFeed quizzes, I, all of which told me relatable, crazy relatable. things. <laughs> I did not relate to a single one of those results. Um, but if I'm if I like have to answer one, I did prepare one. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> I pick I pick Cricky from Mulan. Yo, yeah. Wait, who is that again? <laughs> who is that? That's the that's the little cricket. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you went so long, Christina, not even knowing your name. Zach's what the heck? <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Yes. Um, yes. An OG. I, I thought I'd read a little bit of its Wikipedia page. <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah, it. please do. Current <laughs> gender uh, unknown. Oh, it's, oh he, it's a he. Uh, okay. All right. So Cricky is eager to please, 
he does not believe himself to be lucky, but he does strive to be useful and is therefore quick to aid those in need. Uh-huh. However, Kriki is somewhat passive. Uh, he goes with Mushu's orders without question and rarely has any input on the dragon schemes besides manual labor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Do you identify with that? That's mm. kind of relatable for me. Uh, I am a little bit more passive than active, mm. but yeah, that's that's my that's my. If I must answer, that will be my answer. I appreciate your answer. <laughs> You're as cute as Cricky. Oh, you are a very cute Look person, Maggie. Oh, thanks, guys. Oh my gosh, wait, the likes and dislikes on this page. I'm sorry, this will be very quick. All right, so his likes are lounging in tea. I do love tea. Mulan's happiness is one of his oh. likes. Uh, shadow puppets, porridge, and helping. Mm. I can relate to all those. Cricky. Wow is me <laughs> another reason why the live action mulan movie was not good we were robbed of a oh. you know a portrayal of this character we were so, robbed yeah but that means maybe if they reboot the reboot maggie you can play pretty oh my gosh so well. yes so any you know directors <laughs> producers writers hearing this we have your you know we have your actress wow. reboot number two Exactly. <laughs> Doing it right this time, you know? Evelyn, do you want to go next? <clears throat> yes. Um, so first of all, I need to thank Maggie for inspiring, inspiring me for the upcoming answers. So I think I am a combination of number one, Stevie Bud <laughs> from Ship Streak. And then number oh. two is Chidi Anagonye from The Good Place. Oh. <laughs> oh. I love um, oh my gosh, I see it. So for CV Bud, Christina, I don't think you see you've seen Shit's Creek, right? You haven't. Mm-hmm. So I guess just to introduce her super quickly is that she, she starts off the show as the like the receptionist at the motel at Shit's Creek. Um and <clears throat> without going too deep into the show because I do want you to watch it, Christina. Um, she has like a pretty dry, sarcastic sense of humor. She doesn't mm. like appear to be super friendly <laughs> at first. And she's um, she's not outwardly passionate about any one thing. And she likes to keep to herself and just like read her book and play solitaire on her computer. Oh. And, but then with the, devo- with the relationships that she does develop, she is a very good, loyal and dedicated friend and I kind mm. of hopefully I see myself in that way and yeah. I hope my friends see myself in yes. that way and then the other part with Chidi um well obviously he's like pretty nerdy he likes thinking about philosophy and um you know he's a practical rational thinker and I mm. think I see a lot of myself in that not necessarily thinking about philosophy per se but just like thinking about the world and social issues and stuff like that mm. um and then one other thing that I identify with Chidi <clears throat> is that we both don't work well under pressure um Chidi gets like a stomach ache when he, oh. he has, like forced to make decisions and <laughs> I, I just freeze like I mm. I'm just not functional when that happens so yeah that's wow. my two characters. <laughs> <laughs> 
I did my that was research. a very cheaty answer, I think. You know, I feel like he's someone who would like have the blackboard and you know be writing out oh, everything yeah. and connecting. Oh yeah. I was actually like yeah. analyzing my Enneagram and Myers Briggs just to like map out. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> I can go next. Yeah, I had to choose two characters from my favorite TV show, Parks and Rec. And the two characters are Leslie Nope and Anne Perkins. Yeah, Leslie Nope, I feel like she's so ambitious and she has like really big dreams and like really wants to achieve them. And she's so optimistic and really has like a lot of hope, which I feel like I carry hope with me, like wherever I go and like really want to see dreams come to fruition. Also, she has a huge sweet tooth, which I do as well. And then (laughs) Ann Perkins, I feel like she's just very normal. (laughs) like Leslie Nope she's like so weird and out there and I feel like I can't completely be her because I feel like I'm not actually that weird um (laughs) Maggie and Evelyn and Zach you can say otherwise but I feel like I'm just more normal than a lot of people that's why I had to add Anne Perkins into it as (laughs) just to dilute the weirdness I will affirm you in the sense that amongst the three of us, you are the most normal person. Uh, (laughs) I was thinking that too. Wow. Wow. How does it feel, Christina? You have the title of being most normal. I mean, like normalness and like weirdness is like, they're such relative terms. Like who provides the standard for what normal is or for what weird is? I don't know. But compared to some people around me, I would say that I'm normal. <laughs> Those are really good. Yes, I see it. But what about you, Zach? How would you answer this question? I know. I feel like all your answers just like, I was not thinking about this as deeply as I should, apparently. So, <laughs> but can't escape now. So I would say watched a lot of cartoons growing up so I don't know if people know this show called Ben 10 at all it was this it's this kid who has a watch and he can like there's like 10 aliens on it and whatever whichever one he presses he can you know turn and transform into a different alien and you know it's he's like basing it off of the different enemies he fights so if I'm going to try to make this hashtag deep I'm thinking you know (laughs) I'm employing various facets or sides of my personality to, you know, combat problems. But maybe it's also, it's like, cause I think maybe when I was younger, I was thinking, oh, being myself is kind of boring. I like wish I was someone else. So part of the show mm-hmm. also revolves around like, you, you shouldn't try to become an alien, become a creature to escape his problems, but like embrace the monotony of real life. Actually, wow, this sounds like a, a think piece to be written. But, you know, I'm sure for you guys, as you're kind of, you know, listening to, you know, now, it's pretty clear, you know, Maggie, Evelyn, and Christina have all known each other for a while. And, you know, as Christina mentioned, Maggie and Evelyn have maintained this strong friendship for a really long time, even definitely in undergrad and post-undergrad. And so personally for me, I'm just selfishly want to know, like, yeah, Maggie, Evelyn, how did you two become friends? Tell us that story. Uh, I guess, Evelyn, I will caveat this. Did know you from that one time we played badminton. And I know we, we intersected when you were at Cornell for a year, or your final year of Cornell, and then my freshman year. Yeah, it's 
it's a pretty funny start, I think. So Evelyn, chime in with any details that I miss, but I think it can boil down to one Friday night, we were at Crew Real Life. And Real Life, for those of you who don't know, is just what we would call Crew's Weekly Large Group Meeting. We would have a time of worship and then hear a talk about a passage from the Bible, and then we would just hang out afterwards. And our mutual friend, Bei Ning, introduced us and she introduced us by saying hey you two are bo both short Asian econ majors and that's how we met is that right Evelyn I also want to just interject that Baining is also Asian just like our yeah. friends Maggie and Evelyn oh, yes. because if yeah. it was a non I feel like non-Asian person say you two <laughs> anyway just a caveat you can cut that out <laughs> No, 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 no thank you for saying back. that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, please get to, but yes, yes. what you were saying. Yes, and I would like to add that I very explicitly remember what I was wearing because I had just come from a Harry Potter night at Risley Dining Hall. Oh. So I was wear actually wearing a Harry Potter costume when we met. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so sad that I don't remember this. What were you wearing? It, it, it wasn't like super, it was just a very hastily put together um, outfit. I think it was like a white button down and then red tie and maybe like a skirt or something. <clears throat> but that was it. I just I remember think... so explicitly that I was late to the group and I was wearing a tie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the button down. I don't remember the tie. So we met... Um, uh, the end of spring semester and it was my sophomore year and then the next school year I led a CG with some friends and then uh, was recruiting some folks to join and Evelyn voluntarily was very excited too so we exchanged yeah we exchanged some messages about when CG would be and everything. Um, um, for, for the people listening who don't know what a CG is can you just explain what that is? Sure yeah a community group is it's weekly um, to talk about the Bible, about Jesus, and about life. Um, so really gathering around a meal and then just some time after to get to know each other better and share prayer requests mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So Sweet. that's how I really got to know Evelyn and Christina well. Okay, so a key part of how Evelyn and I became close, this is one of my like first like memories of like, wow, Evelyn is a true friend. So there was, there was an event on campus where um, a group fought, brought live wolves to West Campus, just like, just to show them off and so oh. you can learn more about wolves. That's so and, cool. That, wow. Uh, okay, Christina, because uh, I'm pretty sure I invited you and- Oh my uh, gosh. Oh, Colin showed up. Wow, why would you call me out like that? We have the receipts. <laughs> I was a first semester freshman and I was still trying to figure things out. Understandable. Oh. Understandable, but yeah, so basically I invited the community group and some other friends and no one was interested in the wolves except for Evelyn. So Evelyn came with me and we met the wolves. They were very big and very cool and everyone oh. missed out who didn't go to that. Wait, like they had teeth, right? And everything, like I'm like these <laughs> Yes, they I'm had like, teeth. How, what was the safety? <laughs> like, this does well, they, seem cool, but I'm, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, we were I'm in, um, naturally recalcitrant about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, the safety was that, like, I'm pretty sure the wolves were, like, kind of trained. Like, I, I feel like they lived at a sanctuary or something. Sure, and they, sure. had, they had leashes. 
it was safe. Very cool. <laughs> I don't remember much about the wolves, but I do remember being there with Maggie. <laughs> oh, wait, that's so sweet. <laughs> I feel like I would have remembered the wolves. Not saying that you're not great, Maggie. <laughs> I remember the wolves and Evelyn. Okay. So um, we know that the pandemic changed a lot of things, especially in terms of friendship. But before the pandemic started, you guys were long distance friends. Yeah, Maggie, you being in Phoenix and Evelyn, you being in San Francisco. So what did your long distance friendship look like? And how were you able to maintain a closeness, even though you were no longer on campus together? Ooh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So yeah, so I think since we both graduated, <clears throat> we've only seen each other in person twice. I visited Maggie once in Phoenix, and that still stands as one of the best trips I've ever taken in my life, mm. even though it was just like uh. three days. Um, I think for our friendship, um, at least from my perspective, consistency has been super important in its mm. um, maintenance, I guess. Um, <laughs> So I think one thing that actually contributed to that consistency was a couple years ago, Maggie got this um, calendar <laughs> that's like a rate my dog's calendar. So it has a dog for every day of the year. <clears throat> it has a dog and then it has like a rating um, for the dog. Maggie basically just started taking pictures of that calendar and sending me a picture of that calendar every single day throughout the year. Um, oh. I did not ask for it. She just sent it to me randomly and was like, just so you know, this is going to be coming to you every single day for the next <laughs> 365 days. Back then, it wasn't, you know, anything that I thought about a lot. But then that's something that kind of kept the conversation going, even though, like, even mm. if we didn't talk throughout the day, getting that dog picture was kind of just a reminder that, oh, you're thinking of each other. <laughs> and then oh, that, so and then if there's anything else that comes up here the day, it's, like a more natural conversation. Mm. Um, so I do have to attribute <laughs> consistency and that, you know, calendar to uh, our closeness. Mm. Um, yeah. Maggie, do you want to add something? Sure. Yeah. Consistency was my main thing too. Um, mm. I, I do want to note that I did ask Evelyn if she was okay with receiving such daily spam. I said, please, <laughs> I said, please text so stop to unsubscribe. I'm weak. Never did. Yeah. So, yeah. You provided a way out. Yeah. That's right. I did. <laughs> and well, and that's the thing that's funny, right? Because a lot of friends would opt out or would not want to get it daily, which like I completely understand. So yeah. it's wow. been like, we've gone, we're on our third dog calendar now. Oh. <laughs> But um, like on that note, like related to that, um, I think another part of what's maintained our friendship and like our consistent messaging is like just being able to like talk about such fun, random, like tiny things. Like I think a lot of times with um, long distance friendships, you can feel pressured to want to share like the big updates in life. Ooh, and that's like when you reach yeah. out, right? Yeah. Which is also very important, but yeah. I think something that brings you a lot closer is actually those little moments just like the mm. random little daily things that you text each other and talk about mm. and vent about and I think ever since I left campus when I graduated early um, I've been able to keep up a good uh, good amount of messaging <laughs> and then also I wanted to add that um, even even before the pandemic uh, Christina and Evelyn and I got into a really really good 
monthly schedule of calls. Uh, we were like super consistent. Um, like on every call we'd plan the next month's call. And that was probably like, I think a year before the, before COVID hit probably. So we were in a really good schedule yeah. of like knowing that once a month where the three mm -hmm. of us are going to like touch base, it's going to be like a really long call. We're going to talk about big things, little things, fun things, not so fun things. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, consistency with that too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love what you said about just like sharing like the little things that go on. Um, I feel like that's just like a good way of just like practicing gratitude for just like the little things that happen in your life as well. Yeah, like there are so many good things that happen on the daily and to be able to share that with someone is so special. So yeah, it was cool to be able to experience that with you guys. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, like, I feel like, because I'm just remembering, you know, like for Christina and I too, like since she left, what, towards the end of, in May, like May 2020, mm -hmm. right? Like basically in that time or a little later, maybe. Like a lot of our hangouts have been or connections have been through FaceTime, through Zoom. And mm -hmm. well, yeah, you kind of miss and lose like the, you know, we're sitting in a cafe and I don't know, they misspelled my name on a coffee cup, you know, and we just joke about that for five minutes or we're people watching and we see someone do something silly or <laughs> we're admiring architecture. And, and like, it's a little like embodied activities, the small things that, yeah, a little things like take up so much of our conversation time that we don't mm -hmm. realize. and. That, that's organic to talk about those things and not have like every every hangout shouldn't be this like ketchup right of like a out you know mm. you're spilling everything so I just love like that that fierce commitment to wanting to yeah talk about the seemingly small maybe insignificant things but those are actually mm. like what help expand in depth so. mm -hmm. for sure beautifully yeah. said Zach also, I yeah. just want to say that I don't think we ever admired architectural features. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that was an aspect of our friendship. So just wanted to put that out there. This is a recurring theme where I just imagine or conjure false parts of what we talked about. Like, I, I imagine, like, we definitely talked about your family, right, Christina? She's like, we did not do that. We've never done I did that. Not say that. <laughs> So what? I have my examples. Sheesh, I got to be careful about these now because <laughs> I'm getting all my combos mixed up. That was a bad example of how I do not pay attention. Um, but to spare me more pain, Evelyn, please. please <laughs> um, I think you raised a really good point, Zach. Raised a really good point about um, how like our conversations nowadays is never really about catching up because there is almost mm. nothing to catch up on because we're like <laughs> updating Ooh. each other in real time on anything that is happening in our lives um I'm not saying that that is like a healthy relationship for any like all relationships but it mm. kind of just works for us um and I have noticed that and this is something I'm very grateful for is that <clears throat> there is really nothing that's too small or mundane to update on pre-COVID um, when we were still actually physically go to work. Um, I would, so, okay, sorry, to set the premise, number one is that we both love breakfast sandwiches and then, <laughs> and pre-COVID when I would physically go to work, normally I would just eat like a very simple breakfast, like an apple or something. Because to me, buying a breakfast sandwich is like a luxury, right? It's like 
eight or ten dollars a day so mm. i'm not spending eight or ten dollars in breakfast every day and then the number two um factoid to share is that whenever <laughs> whenever <laughs> i happen to be early or the first one in the office <clears throat> i would actually put my feet up on my desk and take a picture and then i would send it to maggie just to like Aww. brag that i'm the first one in the office <laughs> and so <laughs> And so what happened was that in order for me to earn the right to buy a breakfast sandwich for myself, Maggie created this little like virtual stamp card for me. So once I hit five stamps, which meant that I was early for work five times, I could buy a breakfast sandwich for myself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What? <laughs> Wait, I want to do that with someone. I'll Wait, make you one too, that, Christina. That is beautiful. Oh my I guess this is kind of like the silly things that we do that you know honestly Mm -hmm. who cares if I'm buying a breakfast sandwich like just spend your eight dollars okay but then like the the super tiny daily mundane things is one of the things one of the ways I guess that we've managed to maintain that closeness that oh my gosh nothing is too small to discuss and have Maggie you know the decision in I guess <laughs> my heart is so full right now what the yeah. heck I did not know this about you um but Very also I, <laughs> I feel like yeah like our culture just like does not know how to celebrate the little things and you guys are doing just that so mm. thank you for like sharing that I feel yeah. like I'm like hoping that people will like take that example and apply it to their own lives because yeah. I think that would be really cool to see I know. I feel like we can just end the podcast right here. You know, I know. We packed it up. We're done. Everybody, go out, make punch cards for your friends to reward with the food item, you know, or drink of your choice. Um, yeah, but I don't. Know, it's interesting because you guys talked about this a bit, but I feel like, um, yeah, like obviously, you know, you are you already had the kind of rhythms in place to care for each other, be active and present in this way, but. I think, you know, everyone felt this shift happen and, you know, at least for Christina and I just being campus ministers and I think being rooted very much in the rhythms of, you know, university life, you know, March, 2020, when things really began to shut down. So do you think, yeah, I don't know, did anything change in terms of your friendship about how you guys connected? I don't know, you seem to have a good rhythm going, but I'm wondering if, Mm. you know, I don't know if you felt like maybe post-March things specifically changed or not. Yeah, so when I was thinking about this, um, I feel like not not a ton changed because we were so good about having monthly calls, about messaging just every day about whatever. But I will say we, we did up our call game. So uh, we used to be monthly calls. And when the pandemic started, we switched to weekly calls because we all had so much time now. Yeah. <laughs> and we've actually kept that going. So every single week, on Monday nights, we have a very, very fun call. Yeah. <laughs> Can I add some stats to that? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, I looked back at my calendar and since March, the week of March 15, 2020, which is almost a year ago, um, up until this week, mm-hmm. March 7th, we've had 54 calls between the three of us so this is including Christina as well and based on (laughs) the data that I collected (laughs) from our last 11 calls starting in mid-December 
our calls have been on average 152 minutes long, which is two and a half hours. Oh my gosh. So I think we can actually... safely call a friend like Evelyn. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we can infer from this data that based on our 54 calls, we spent 136 hours together within the last 365 days. Um, and that's almost 1.5% of the, the time out of the entire year. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> ready for that stat. I know. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah. hey, now we can start tracking calls with the four of us now, you know, take data points. <laughs> How many hours is this call going to take? Check back in a year. It probably hasn't changed, but you know, it's good to keep the streak going. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, well, I mean, obviously, I think the numbers itself are pretty ridiculous just from an objective standpoint. Um, but I think just looking back, there is so much beauty in like making time to sit together without an agenda and talking about the little things like I mean you guys know I live a very boring life and every single update mm. I've given every week is really just pictures of what I've been eating throughout the week um but then well, those are very like, exciting updates by the yes. way just seeing okay. what Evelyn, Evelyn eats the coolest food everyone she cooks <laughs> the thing. Yes. no but it's I mean it's cool that you guys think that that's cool and that I don't feel like I have to you know generate this you know very cool life in order to sit with you guys and have a conversation mm-hmm. and yeah I think that's something that's pretty nice about our friendship yeah <laughs> that you are invested in every area of my life even though I think it's boring <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely been a shift from when we switched from monthly to weekly is like there's, I mean, and with the pandemic, there's like less to really update on. There's not as many like, here's what happened in the past month. Like this big thing happened. It's a lot more of those just little like, what did you do last week? What did you eat last week? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do think though that, you know, now that we're talking about it, like I do feel like we are more connected because of the weekly mm-hmm. calls. And I'm always so shocked at how much we have to talk about. We, I think, and I think it is because we really share like any little and any big thing. Mm. Um, and then we, I mean, we've also found different ways to like keep our calls, uh, I don't know, like different. Like we definitely, st- we started by watching Love is Blind together. We oh binge watched that. Yes, and yes. <laughs> we also watched a ton of like random reality and dating shows. <laughs> they were terrible. <laughs> they were pretty bad. We were really desperate to find something. And then we I'm... switched to like, game nights of just playing like dictionary and stuff like that so um yeah and I just wanted to add that um because our calls became weekly I feel like we started sharing things with each other that we probably wouldn't have shared if like we just did like the monthly calls and I think Mm -hmm. because we have like our shared faith like we have the privilege of just like being able to like pray for one another even like praying for like the really like tiny things that happen um I think that's definitely yeah allowed our relationship to deepen as well so really yeah. grateful for that what you said was so interesting Maggie because I feel like yeah like when I'm thinking about a weekly kind of call or month like 
I think with a monthly, there's almost a, a pressure to, or when it's more in free, it doesn't have to be monthly, like more infrequent, like present maybe a more polished kind of like, this is what's happened here, are the updates and relevant, but when it's more, when it's more frequent, right? Like, yeah, just, and kind of, you know, mimicking in many ways or mirroring what undergrads like, you don't have the benefit or luxury of like, here's my fully formed thought on this thing. Because I think when we approach mm -hmm. it from a, here's what I think, this is what's happened. Like, oh, you can laugh or react about something. Like I finished the, like, yeah, I just finished the whole season of Love is Blind. Like you can process, <laughs> but it's different from like, we're going through it episode by episode. And I yeah, think life, life yeah. doesn't happen in these like, you know, big things and we talk after it's like yeah you don't like you're processing together and I think that's just what's so cool too it's not just mm. like one big thing so I, I I love that you mentioned that because that's actually that re I resonate with that a lot mm -hmm. um, yeah we're going through it we don't we yeah we're inviting others into our processing as opposed to feeling like we have to have done all that before you know mm -hmm. so, yeah. mm -hmm. I think we would also be too embarrassed to admit that we watch Love is Blind by ourselves yeah. <laughs> Fair point. They're like, we're all in this together, right? Yeah. Like, we're, we're together. Yeah. Um, I wanted to add that I think the way, I guess the way we connected or the method and connection hasn't changed too much, but I think that the topics on which we've connected with on mm -hmm. has changed a lot in the past year. And this is, I feel like this is not specific to my friendship with Maggie, but then it has um, impacted this friendship, I think. And obviously in the past year, COVID has been a huge topic. I mean, it's, it is a global pandemic. <clears throat> but I think with everything else that's ha that has happened in the past year during COVID, you know, obviously with politics and the election and um, Black Lives Matter and all that stuff that has been highlighted in the past year, it has forced us to discuss these things that mm. have been like swirling in the world around us mm. and um and that is something that I have that I do so very much value um especially because these aren't conversations that are very common within the Christian community and it was definitely not a common conversation when we were both in college when we were first getting to know each other yeah and so I think in the past couple of years my friendships have a lot a lot of them have been kind of like internal or contained to like oh mm. this is gonna be my career and how's your day going mm. but now it's has transformed to what is our role in the world and what we should be doing as opposed to just you know let's talk about dogs and what we're eating for breakfast and um I like I think I like to think of it as maybe a maturing a friendship, but maybe we're giving us, ourselves too much credit. I don't know. Um, um, but yeah, I think, yeah, the topics that we connected on has really evolved. That's good, Evelyn. Um, so one thing I do want to note, though, is that like a weekly call is, is not necessarily sustainable for all friendships. Um, I, that's something that's really unique to us three is that there's like really there's no pressure um, and it's something that is really, really life-giving to us, I think, because we have such a good mix of, like, uh, you know, shallow, tiny things and then, like, really deep, bigger things. Um, and I, I will say of other friendships, there was a lot of enthusiasm for calls, which was so wonderful, like, reconnecting with different friend groups and such, because everyone was apart and wanting to be virtually together. But I definitely have noticed, like, a Zoom burnout um, mm -hmm. in more recent times. I mean, it's already been, like, a year 
Um, so definitely like, you know, finding different levels of, um, I don't know, of engagement, of mm. commitment um, with different friend groups is super important. And like being honest um, about it with each other is important too. Yeah. Mm. That's so good. And that's a good tie in to kind of our final question for this time. So my screen time has skyrocketed over the past yeah. few months. I'm sure that's the case for all of you guys and all of you guys listening. Um, so what does healthy rest look like when you're always available via the screen? I've been I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, and part of it is because I myself experienced a lot of Zoom burnout. Um, I think yeah. with, you know, work meetings being on Zoom too and webinars and then also trying to schedule so many different um, calls with friends. Um, so for me, a really big part of that is setting personal boundaries of availability. So like, you know, if I feel that a week is like way too packed with calls, like being honest with my friends about that and, you know, rescheduling or just figuring out a better way, like um, with one friend group, um, because we were all really tired, we decided to use our time to just journal separately instead. So like we used half an hour to journal and then shared what we uh, thought about, which was really, really nice. Um, and then in that, having grace for yourself and for others. Um, but then the flip side of that too, um, at least for me, has been um, acknowledging the importance of friends as well. So mm -hmm. to not isolate myself and feel that self-care means that I just shut everyone out. It just means having a healthy balance of the two, of being able to have time myself to recharge and rest, um, but then also making time for my friends as well. Hmm. Some nuggets of wisdom. I don't have many nuggets of wisdom for this question. I was just gonna <laughs> say that I honestly have not been doing a good job of healthily resting from the screen, just because when I'm relaxing, when I'm reading, I'm still reading like eBooks on the screen. And so I think I, I think I'm just more eager to, oh, I have this opportunity to connect. I should just do it and I'll take, a, take care of like resting later, which isn't a good, good um, strategy, but it's something I'm struggling with and um, definitely something still, to still be working on. I don't know. Those are, you gave some good ideas though too, because I think it's like, I, yeah, I resonate with what you were saying, Maggie, about yeah, maybe like it doesn't look like having to always talk for the extended hour time, but like do something separately and come together and you're sharing something. But yeah, Maggie and Evelyn, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your ideas. And yeah, just your yeah, just love hearing your story. And yeah, I'm so, so grateful for just, yeah, being yourselves and being willing to talk about what it's been like in this journey for you guys. So yeah thank you for having us zachary and christina <laughs> so <Yes>. formal <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I, I don't know. I love, I think one of the things that really stood out to me, just even in reflection, I mean, it's such like, it seems kind of silly because it's like, oh, we're all kind of experiencing virtual friendships. And on one hand, I was almost worried even going in of like, is there really going to be a lot to talk about? Like, not that mm. they wouldn't have anything good to say, but it's like, oh yeah, like we're all, you know, it's something, it's so collectively felt, it's almost like weird to talk about in a kind of an ironic way. But I think one of the cool things was when Maggie was talking about like building rest from the screen into like those friendship times. And I think mm. for me, it's always been harder. Like, you know, now that we're always available to be like, oh, like, I don't know, like, I can't, you know, like, it feels weird or wrong to ask for like, I can't do this today, because I've just had a lot of screen time. Mm. But I just love how, for Maggie in particular, she was like normalizing that. And that was just encouraging to me, I think, like, especially as we're, we're all kind of trying to connect more, and it's going to be through the screen, like, it's still important to, you know, build in that rest. That's so important. Mm-hmm. It actually enriches when we actually do meet. So Maybe I'll, I'll probably be stealing her journal idea, you know, but yeah, what stood out to you? Wow. Like everything stood out to me. Like everything yeah. that they said was so good. I know. I think another thing that stuck out to me was Maggie emphasized the fact that like all friendships don't need to look like a weekly, yeah. like three hour yeah. call. <laughs> I think um, sometimes I tend to compare the friendships in my life and I was like should I have a weekly call with all of my friends and then kind of feel bad that like some friendships don't look like this but obviously like friendships look different like there are different factors that go into what a friendship looks like and with some people you can just naturally have like a three hour long conversation with other people you can't and that's okay and I feel like just hearing Maggie say that I was like okay I'm gonna take this pressure off of my shoulders to make all of my friendships look like the one that I have with Maggie and Evelyn, even though obviously I would love to have all the time in the world to talk to my friends for three hours each week, but obviously that's not sustainable. So I think that was also a cool thing that she brought up. Yeah, no, that's so true. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode two of Beads and Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Thank you for expressing your excitement. <laughs> hey, I was going to say, you know, it's one of those things where it's like we get the first episode out, which is good, but like the consistency and like this was in a way like our, on the very first, like we had, we introduced guests and added these other segments. Yes. So it's like we did it. And yeah, it's only, it's only, you know, more good things to come from here. So, mm, yeah. Indeed. Speaking of things to come, our next episode will be touching on friendships in college versus friendships post-college, a very important topic to dive into. We'll have two of our good friends come on the show um, and just share their experiences, and I think it'll be really good. But yeah, remember to follow us on Instagram for up-to-date information, beans and bros with a Z at the end, not an S. And yeah. I think that's all we have for you guys. Um, once again, I'm just going to thank Sydney Locke for the beautiful jingle that we have at the beginning, for Shanice mm-hmm. for just so diligently looking through our episode and making comments yes. and edits. Um, and I guess thank you, Zach, for being my co-host. I, you know, <laughs> likewise, I guess thank you so much, Christina, for being fellow co-host. <laughs> but yes, but until then... 
happy, happy sipping, sipping friends. friends.